Is Jackson Smith and Jigba the wide receiver one in this rookie class? All that and more on today's Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on today to get started. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's good, man. How are you? I'm good as well. Good. I'm enjoying these uh, these rookie conversations we've had. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good uh, it's a good introduction or a good reminder about some of these players. Of course, we're we're starting with the biggest names, and we're doing another one today. Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Want to want to just get your thoughts on this player? I know you've been able to to check him out. Of course, had a huge uh, 2021 season. And not not so much last year. Mm-hmm. Battled some injuries. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on the receiver from Ohio State? Well, we know the draft, especially in the media and as well as fans, is you know there, there's a process. You know that scouts are better about it, about not wavering off their thoughts, and they don't care as much what the public thinks. But you would think, and even in the dynasty community, that his stock was probably highest the day the season ended last year. You, you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. he's he's better than Olave. He's better than Garrett Wilson. And then both those guys were awesome in the pros. It's like, was he really better than them? You know, and I think that that question will come up. Like, are we sure he was better than them? I watched those guys in the NFL and they were really, really good. And then I don't know that the remaining portion is going to do him a lot of favors either. Like, he's probably a four four eight to 5, or to four five six guy, somewhere in that neighborhood, He's not going to have a 40-inch vertical. Um, the body type is great, but he's not 6'3". You know, I mean, but the reality is he's a really good wide receiver. You know, like Keenan yeah. Allen or, you know, I mean, getting open is a skill. I'm on Ross St. Brown. I mean, he knows route running. He knows how to set defenders up. He's quick out of his breaks. I don't need track guys that run real fast and look good in their underwear. And I do think his body type is a positive, but I think he understands the position really, really well. Yeah, I totally agree. We're definitely going to talk about um, that sophomore season for Jackson Smith and Jigba. And that's, that's when he had the big year. That's also when he played alongside Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. So notable for, for many reasons there. Uh, of course, Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, six foot one, 200 pounds. He's 21 years old. Uh, just turned 21, actually, earlier this week mm. on Valentine's Day. So happy birthday to oh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, he was a five-star recruit and obviously uh, settled on uh, Ohio State. You look at the production, and this is really really interesting profile for for this kid comes in as a freshman had that that five-star recruit but that didn't matter and that's the case so many times for these ohio state receivers because they're always loaded at the position i have uh, to tell you a quick story i, I, I can't help myself i apologize no when i was here when i was a pit 
uh, we recruited Larry Fitzgerald, and uh-huh. the, te- the the number two in the Fitzgerald sweepstakes was Ohio State because of the Chris Carter connection. And I okay. used to I used to jag Larry during his freshman year all the time. I'm like, you only came here because you can't play at Ohio State. They wouldn't even have you on the field as a freshman. And he and he was at that point one of the best receivers in the country already. And I was half right though, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's Larry I mean, freaking we- Fitzgerald, you know. It's every single season that yeah. Ohio State gets these five-star, especially wide receivers. It it happens at other positions too, but uh, and they they don't do anything. They don't do anything as as uh, right. as freshmen. I, I you know playing in some Devi leagues. I don't think you're in any any of no, those Devi leagues, Matt. But um, it's it's so predictable that. Uh, dynasty players in a Devi league will give up on that on that five star wide okay. receiver from Ohio State after year one, and so many times they they turn it around uh, once they get some real playing time in year two and beyond, and that's uh, certainly what happened here with Smith and Jigba as a freshman, ten catches, forty nine yards, one touchdown. As a sophomore, all he did was have the best wide receiver season by a Big Ten player in history 95 (laughs) catches 1606 yards both of those were new ohio state records the 1606 yards uh that was a new big 10 record broke the record formerly held by lee evans you remember lee evans man oh yeah like Uh, wisconsin Wisconsin, buffalo bills yeah uh also scored nine touchdowns and and you talked about maybe his value was highest the day after the season ended you think about the Rose Bowl that Ohio State played in yeah, in, in, in that season, and th- this is how uh, Smith and Jigba ended his sophomore year. 15 catches, 347 yards. So even if you're a casual college football fan or you're a, you're a dynasty player that focuses on NFL only, uh, you know, you're, you're sitting at home around the holidays, winter break, whatever, and, and you're catching these bowl games, you probably thought uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba was was one of the best wide receivers in the country, and you would not be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he certainly was that sophomore season. This past year, junior season, uh, only played three games, had that nagging hamstring injury that just just really left him week to week, and, and most weeks left him on the sideline, catches five balls for 43 yards, and, mm-hmm. and was basically a non-factor the whole season. What I think he played go, well under a hundred snaps. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. believe so. Yeah. What what did go well for him this past season, and you kind of hit on it already, is Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were probably the two best oh. rookie wide receivers in the league and, and two of the best that we've seen in, in quite some time. And knowing that he he outperformed those two guys and outplayed those two guys, mm-hmm. uh in that that sophomore season of his speaks volumes and i mean i remember watching this interview when when they they sit these three guys down and they're asking uh, they're being interviewed about the dynamics of being three high level receivers and playing for ohio state and and both garrett wilson and chris olave deferred to smith and jigba as the most talented as the wow. best receiver and and i feel like uh, i feel like that interview which was on uh, i believe it was on uh, college game day one one morning it it, it feels like that's still having uh, you know an impact on how we view these players and how we view Smith and Jigba uh, that we're 
we're lifting him up and, and, and ranking him highly, not only because of what we saw that sophomore season, but essentially we're kind of letting this past season go because he was uh, so highly thought of by these other two great wide receivers. And, and not to, I mean, times have changed. A lot of these college guys, they don't want to put bad tape out there and fight through a hamstring injury or a bad ankle or something as a, and you know, might shut it down and preserve their bodies for the mm-hmm. NFL, which I totally understand. So yeah. I don't hold this past year against them all that much. I don't really either. I mean, I guess the only, the only negative is, is, is this a trend? Is this something we're going to have to continue to worry about as he, uh, as he moves to the NFL? Matt, we're going to talk about some of those strengths and weaknesses and right. so much more about Smith and Jigba right after this break. You're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories. Who wouldn't be? Uh, then you got to try Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Um, what makes Built Bar so good is they're covered in 100% real chocolate. I mean, really great chocolate. They have great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not exactly sure how Built does it, especially with you know wonderful chocolate on top of it. But they taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. They're very healthy, only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And I don't need to wait around to get a box. It used to be you'd go get your Built Bars at Built.com. And you can still do that, but now you can do it at Walmart, Sam's Club. Uh, head your nearest Walmart today, walk in the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up, to, uh, up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you have a Sam's Club nearby, you can grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. And thank me later. Let's keep talking Jackson Smith and Jigba here, Matt. Uh, You mentioned a few things already, but what are the strengths in in general that you see in his game? Again, a route runner. I I think route runners translate quickly to the NFL. You know, that Mm. he can beat man coverage, he can play out on the outside, but he did most of his work from the slot, which seems like an easier route than it is. But you get banged around and he's physical in there and you, you deal with a lot more contested catches. I don't, I'm curious what his arm length and high hand size is, but he plays mm. with a big catching radius, catches the ball away from his body, big soft hands. He's smooth yet quick and uh, explosive is a strong word, but I mean, he comes out of his breaks really, really well. So there's a lot to like. It just feels like this guy maybe, maybe doesn't have any elite traits. You don't point right. at one thing and say he's the best in college at that, or, or he's the best in the class at that, um, that one thing, but he just knows how to play the position. That's kind of what mm-hmm. it feels like yeah. when, uh, when, when I watch Smith and Jigba, you hit on, on a lot of great strengths there. Uh, and we've already kind of talked about the weaknesses. Maybe he's not elite at, at anything. The, the injury we talked about, um, one thing that's interesting, I thought, with with Alave and, and Wilson alongside of him, uh, really in his only, really his only college season that he that he saw significant time, uh, he was in the slot most of the time. What oh, do you yeah. expect as far as his usage? Is he going to be able to play outside? Will he even be asked to play outside, or or is this is he just a slot specialist? I don't know. I guess that's my biggest yeah. concern. Not the speed. I think that's my biggest concern. Because very high percentage in the slot. Um, 
And we, you're like, right. We just we just don't know yet. Yeah, you just don't know. Right, There's we no haven't seen it, so we don't know. Right, I mean, you're not going to see any drill work with him against press man coverage outside the numbers. No senior bowl, no bowl games of that nature. But he might be Michael Thomas, you know, another Ohio State guy. Mm. And I mean that as a compliment, not the recent version of sure. Michael Thomas. Yeah, good point. Uh, Michael Thomas, another player that uh, that entered the league, and we were c- concerned about speed. And right, we right. were concerned about not having necessarily any elite traits. And, yeah, he did he did pretty well for a while there. Right, right. <clears throat> you look at the dynasty value of uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He is currently ranked third overall in our rookie rankings at DLF. We talked about the, the two top running backs the past couple of days, B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. Uh, those are the only players ahead of... Uh, Smith and Jigba, so he is the wide receiver one in the class. You look at Superflex ADP, 1.04, so he's behind the quarterbacks along with Bijan. He's he's basically in that range with Gibbs. Uh, I think a couple of the other wide receivers could potentially overtake him in mm. in, in rookie drafts, but right now it it looks Someone's like going to run a four three, you know, and right? Him, you know what I mean? Right now, Smith and Jigba looks like. Uh, the favorite to be the the wide receiver one, at least from a dynasty standpoint. We'll see. We'll see who actually gets drafted first. Uh, but but dynasty players are liking Smith and Jigba as that top wide receiver. Does that surprise you at all? It surprises me a little because dynasty players are a little fickle. You know, I mean, yeah. You mentioned how they give up on five star freshmen. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't seen them in a while, so I'm going to take Quentin Johnston or you know whoever you like, Addison or whoever you like better. He's my one receiver in a class that I'm not real excited about to be. I mean, I don't love. I don't think it's top heavy at all. Smith and Jigba is your one. Though. He's my one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's mine as well. Uh, although, you know, I wouldn't say he's locked in. I I've, okay. I feel like it's it's kind of fluid. Uh, I do think Addison and Johnston both could uh, could make a claim to that, and ultimately, it's probably decided by that draft capital and by landing spot. Um, let's talk about landing spots with Jackson Smith and Jigba here. You look at some of the recent mock drafts. Mel Kuyper is the highest on him. He, he projects Smith and Jigba to go 13th overall to the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was interesting for a couple reasons. Not only is he uh, super high on him, but uh, giving the Jets a wide receiver. Of course, Garrett Wilson uh, already on that roster that they drafted last year. Elijah Moore we still have hopes for. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily think of uh, yeah, I don't of see the, the Jets. Fit. Yeah, I don't think of the Jets as needing a first round wide receiver necessarily. Uh, the other mock drafters kind of in the same range here. Matt Miller twenty overall to Seattle. Uh, Danny Kelly twenty nine overall to New Orleans. So uh, if he if he's not reunited with Wilson and the Jets, maybe he's reunited with Olave in New Orleans. Uh, Dane Brugler, 30 to Kansas City. Daniel Jeremiah, 31 to Philadelphia. And Lance Zerline did not have Jackson Smith and Jigba in the first round. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, that, that's a possibility too. I, uh, even though most of these guys do have Smith and Jigba projected as a first rounder, most of them had him late in the round. And I don't look at him and, and consider him a lock to be drafted in round one uh, come uh come draft weekend um subject to change but i 
feel the opposite, to be honest with you. I mean, okay. I, was, I was shocked as high as Dotson, Olave, London went last year. Mm. The wide receiver contracts are blowing up right now in, in a massive fashion. And this free agent class flat out stinks for wide receivers. So Yeah, it's, it's uh, real bad. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be gone in the top 20 picks. And, you know, maybe Houston or... I know Baltimore doesn't pick in the top 20, but I mean, uh, there's a yeah, lot of Baltimore's spot. 22. Yeah. 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 yeah I, Houston I, I, 12. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not blown away with this draft class overall outside the top four picks. So I think teams are going to take corners and tackles and wide receivers higher than they should because they're expensive. I do think that's a good point that if you feel confident in Smith and Jigba, and we could say the same about Addison or Johnston or Jalen Hyatt's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of attention lately. And we'll get to all those guys, certainly. Um, But if you feel confident in one of these top wide receivers, that's a great point. Given the, um, the strength of the class or the, the, the weakness of the class, maybe I should say, uh, beyond these top names, uh, given the weakness of the free agent class, given how expensive it is to trade for these guys. We've seen, uh, we, we saw those trade, uh, those trades go down last off season. Those were not cheap. Maybe this is the second rounder in return, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe this is the easiest way to get a, a player that you consider a top, uh, a potential top receiver. So yeah, you, you kind of changed my mind on that one. We'll see where Jackson Smith and Jigba lands in the NFL draft. Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk about some coaching changes. We've had some coaching hires over the past uh, few days that we haven't mentioned on here. I want to get your thoughts on those. Cool. Uh, it's a midway point of the NBA season and it's a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000. That's a bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Um, and then you got everything from the money line to point scores to how many threes guys drain, whatever you want. But um, I don't know a lot about the NBA in particular, and that they're rolling right along, but I'm still using it for hockey, and they have everything you can believe, everything at your fingertips there and anything you're looking for. So... Uh, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Matt, I do want to ask you about some of these coaching hires. We've had three that I think are significant uh, over the past few days. Let's start with the Colts, and of course, this is uh, this is kind of that Super Bowl hangover. No real surprise that um, with the success of the Eagles this season, that their staff was raided. The Colts come in and hire uh, former Eagles offensive coordinator uh, Shane Stryken. The Cardinals come in and hire former. Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. I know after that Super Bowl, some of the Eagles fans were kind of happy about that one, <laughs> uh, which which feels a little silly to be honest. But um, that that's how that played out. So Philly looking for a couple new coordinators, and then the one maybe I'm most interested in and, and want to get your thoughts on 
Baltimore Ravens uh, hire a new offensive coordinator. We had talked about them parting ways with uh, with Greg Roman earlier this offseason. They get Todd Munkin, Munkin uh, formerly of the or recently of the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. He was there for a couple of years and they won uh, won titles in back to back years. But he's been an uh, he's been a coordinator in the league and really runs one of the most fun offenses uh, you could see. So I think this is, this is great news for the Ravens. Let's, let's start with that one. Okay. What do you think about Todd, Todd Munkin to the Ravens? Well, I, I think it's been pretty obvious that Harbaugh, I don't want to say it was a failed experiment the way they've played, but the league's caught up to them. And I knew that there was going to be changes with or without Lamar. You got to throw the ball to wide receivers in this league. You know, and they just don't. So yeah. structural changes to the offense needs to happen. And this hire makes that pretty obvious that that's the direction they're going to go, that they're going to be a little more traditional with their drop back and usage and where the targets go. Um, Like you said, he's a creative guy. He's not an easy guy. None of these are easy to analyze because you haven't seen a ton of them. Monken has two offensive coordinator gigs, but um, I think that they're very happy with them. I've heard good things. I think it is good news for the offense overall. Uh, obviously, the next question is, is it, is it with or without Lamar? Yeah, and that's that's a question we we can't answer right now. Of course, uh, I do think though it's I think it's good news for um, I think it's good news for the pieces that we know will be there, and mm-hmm. uh, namely that's oh, yeah. that's Mark Andrews and and Rashad Bateman. I think great news for both of those guys. Again, whether it's Lamar Jackson throwing the ball or someone else, uh, any quick thoughts on on Gannon to Arizona, uh, Shane Stryken to Indy. And Gannon's a defensive guy, so I, I don't have a lot to say about that one for especially yeah. our our purposes. <laughs> um, but Stryken, to me, they're in the market for a quarterback, so mm-hmm. they had a lot of success with Hurts. Does that mean they want a big physical? Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Richardson guy, you know, would, is striking going to want Stroud or young? You know what I mean? Like, I, I wonder how much his hurts Eagles influence is going to influence what type of quarterback they're after. Yeah, he's worked with a lot of different uh, yeah, guys true. around the league. I think he, I think he was uh, with on staff with Phil Rivers even. Um, mm. So, you know, he's, He's kind of been around, and, and right, right. Um, you know, to me that that opens up a lot of possibilities as far as the type of player that they target could be could be uh, young, could be Stroud certainly if they're trying mm-hmm. to trade up, could be Will Levis as well. Uh, I do think it's it's obvious uh, with this coaching change or with this coaching hire that they they've got to get one of these guys right. They've got to oh I think so uh, be aggressive He's there to develop and get, a guy. Right, right. Get yeah. one of these rookies that that they think can be can be the guy uh, long term. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the Locked On Dynasty channel on YouTube. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.